you guys, it's ghosted stories. <laughs> it's still happening. You cannot escape us. It's Chelsea. It's Aaron. And we also have a special guest star. Very She's a guest special. star because it's like a roundtable topical shit episode. And it's mm-hmm. Kelly Noonan. Hi, guys. Um, you're the best. Hold on. Wait, I want to make sure I can hear you. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Eat it. Eat Am I here? A little more. Eat it. Yeah. Is that better? Okay, good. I sound Weird so loud to myself. Alec. Um, Weird alling it. Okay. So, Kelly Noonan is here. Aaron Leaf is here. Miranda Hobbs is still in heat. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to this, and it, I put this episode out like months after the first time I talked about it, she has not been in heat for months. It's still all in the same time. You guys, often on this podcast, we digress into talking about how space and time work and how sometimes, <laughs> sometimes how, you know, in space and time, we're recording episodes at different spaces and times than when you're hearing them. My cat's fine is the point I'm trying to make. So we've been telling you, speaking of cats, we've been teasing <laughs> that we're going to talk what about the transition. cat person article mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, so we're we finally, wanted to make sure that we weren't giving you hot takes. Right. We're, we're giving you lukewarm to cold takes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like we're giving you leftover takes. Like you've heard because all the takes. Now try this take. <laughs> That's how when we you like almost it. forgot that the thing happened at all, yeah. and you're just like, "Oh yeah, that thing." Because we yeah. do what we traditionally do on this podcast is we said we were going to do something, forgot about it, and then enough people emailed us to shame us into doing it. Oh, I mean that's how we like to operate. For I sure. like it because at least it stays authentic and comfortably predictable. Right. So uh, this article, cat person, it was an, a viral article in the New Yorker on December fourth. 2017 during our break though so it's not uh, our fault it's during our break so it just fell by the wayside and now here we are um but you know it's still it's always topical it was written by christian rupenian i'm sure i didn't pronounce that correctly but the the very broad strokes gist uh if you haven't read it which you should um it's the story a fictional a fictional story um uh, by Kristen about it, but still very uh, topical and every woman's life it's uh, a woman meets a guy and he's a lot older and they kind of have this like start this texting chemistry relationship and she gets her hopes up and then they finally go out and it's like very underwhelming and uh, then they end up having sex and they I mean I guess I won't spoil the ending because let's get into like how they kind of finally uh, have a dramatic text exchange. Um, but basically, at the crux of the story is highlighting, um, well, I think, everyone else, you tell me what you got out of it. But to me, it was especially relevant and, and really struck a nerve with me because it's, at its heart, a story about how women try to make the man that they are with comfortable and are afraid to upset the balance of comfort even at her own discomfort. Is mm-hmm. that kind of right? That's at least like, mm-hmm. was that, would you guys characterize it any other way? Or what, what about it resonated with you guys? What experience that was happening in the story or what, what emotion? Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely that. I think it's like so, so brilliantly written in that it is, has a few different like takes to be had. Totally. Mine, I thought it was about sort of, um, the little games you play or especially because she's so much younger than him, like she's 20. And I think you're just sort of, you're in a funny age at that time. And she's still figuring out a little bit how sexuality works. She's figuring out kind of like what she does like. She's figuring out, she's trying to decide who she is as a woman. And so the little decisions that she's making with this man, she feels like she can never go back on. So it's like once she's decided to 
go to his house, even though she's like, at a certain point, she's like, I don't really want to have sex with him anymore. But she's like, well, I've come this far. I can't not. And so then she has to sort of like live with that decision. And not that I think that she should have. I do, Obviously, I know that at any point you can always say no to anything. But sure. I but I feel like a lot of women don't. And I've definitely been in those situations. And I'm sure you guys have as well. That it's just it's about those little moments where you're like, oh, it was kind of fun. And I thought we were playing. But now it's serious. Right. And I feel like I've had that happen a lot where you're like having fun and flirty. And it's just kind of like silly. And then the mood changes. Right. And I feel yeah. like that happens a lot in that story. And that's the part mm-hmm. that I really related to, too, of like, oh, we're both having fun, but now you're acting differently. Right. And I relate something that you just touched on. There's like a little passage I'm going to read. But before I do that, mm-hmm. not strange, you far from that, Kelly, what about you? What was the um, biggest takeaway for you? Yeah, no, I felt very much the same, but also just a, something that resonated very much with me is that uh, how... Sh- she wasn't ever sure how she felt moment to moment Mm -hmm. either. It's like, she's liking this testing and she goes home and she, her dad's like, Oh, this is my husband or whatever. Like some like joke or something like that, like that she's really, really liking it. But then she's like, Oh my God, do I even like him? And then she feels like she made him uncomfortable. And then she's trying to like, Oh my God, how do I get it back? You know, just kind of this back and forth of her not being, like her being and in some moments like 100% about it and 100% not. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, you know what I mean? And I feel like that kind of, again, not to spoil it, but go, goes into kind of like the broader, you know, uh, conversation of just not, yeah, yes meaning yes forever or right, whatever. Exactly. Or just feeling like, oh, I've already said, or I've given off all these signals and now I don't want to change gears, but that's kind of how feelings work. Right. And that resonated with me a lot. Like sometimes I'm texting with someone, I'm so excited about it, and then all of a sudden you're just not for whatever reason. And it doesn't or, have to be that someone something dramatic happened in an exchange. Right. Or, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so yes, again, you should definitely recap person yourself as a little homework if you haven't to fully understand and, you know, get the most out of the conversation we're having here today. I feel like this is suddenly NPR, but a little drunker and with a little more cats in heat. <laughs> so <laughs> what you said, Aaron, and also, I mean, I guess what we really all touched on, um, one of the parts to me that I felt resonated the most was when she was with uh so her name's margo and and his name the guys and what is it robert yeah. yeah so margo and robert so margo is in robert's bedroom she finally you know decided okay i'm just gonna go ahead and have sex with this guy when they were at sort of a crossroads during the date where it seemed they both kind of felt like we're gonna part ways now that we went to this movie neither one of us like it was kind of awkward they mm-hmm. weren't really gelling and then at the last minute margo kind of turns it around because as she describes it in the story, they were vibing so hard of her text. It's sort of like you want to, you don't want to just let the right. illusion fall to pieces so quickly. You right. want to be like, well, this can't be all there is, you know? Right. Yeah. And she starts to sort of, well, this is maybe two things at once. The first thing I thought was interesting is how she describes like that she suddenly, in order to sort of turn the situation around and decides to like say, I do want to have a drink with you. Uh, and not just say goodbye at this part in the evening, is she starts to create her own narrative of what he might be thinking and the reasons he might be doing things, which I think is something I certainly do. And I think women in general, to generalize, Mm -hmm. like have a tendency to do. And she's, you know, at first thinking like, oh, he picked this weird Holocaust movie and it's strange. And, you know, he made all these choices. And then suddenly she's looking at him when the movie's over and she's saying like, you know, well, maybe... 
maybe he picked a Holocaust movie because he was trying to impress me. And, yeah. you know, maybe he thought that because I didn't want to go to the movie theater where I work, where we met, uh, just because I didn't want to go out on a date at the place where I work. Right, right. He thought I was ashamed to be seen with him and maybe right. he felt bad because of that and so maybe that wasn't in, you know uh, whatever like making him treat me in certain ways and it's like all these things may or may not be happening right. but the point is she's created this mm-hmm. entire narrative in her head and projecting like what she wants to think or like trying to create a narrative that makes the whole situation more comfortable for her and so then when they get back to her apartment um, she says I'll read a passage mm-hmm. From the from the article, um, so they're whatever getting addressed and stuff, and oh, I'm sorry, hold on, I'm not on my thing, I'm on the article that we're gonna talk about later. Okay, um, Margot sat on the bed while Robert took off his shirt and unbuckled his pants, pulling them down to his ankles before realizing that he was still wearing his shoes and bending over to untie <laughs> them. Looking at him like that, so awkwardly bent, his belly thick and soft and covered with hair, Margot recoiled. But the thought of what it would take to stop. What she had set in motion was overwhelming. It would require an amount of tact and gentleness that she felt was impossible to summon. It wasn't that she was scared he would try to force her to do something against her will, but that insisting that they stop... That It wasn't that she was scared he would try to force her to do something against her will, but that insisting that they stop now after everything she'd done to push this forward would make her seem spoiled and capricious as if she'd ordered something in a restaurant and then once the food arrived had changed her mind and sent it back. I feel like nothing has ever resonated with me more. Uh, yeah, that, yes, 100%. Because, and I think that ties in, we're going to kind of dovetail this in a little bit into a lot of the cultural conversations, specifically mm-hmm. um, in the Me Too, you know, moment that we're having right now, and hopefully for the rest of time. Um, <laughs> yeah, the this perpetual Aziz, moment. Aziz Ansari article and accusations and this, uh, Grace's story. But... You know, I think, and Aaron, you sent an article that we all read that we could need to talk about, too, and sort of weave into this conversation. But Mm -hmm. women are socialized to just make everything be okay and fine Mm -hmm. and to make sure the other person they are with is comfortable. And I cannot tell you how many times and again, not, you know, fortunately, not in a a serious way, not in any time I felt threatened, but how many times I have been in that situation where I'm about to have sex with a guy and just thought, nah, I could tap out right now and be fine. Right. I, I don't know. You know, now that I'm in this moment, I don't know if it was the right decision, but I have no idea. I don't feel like women have the tools to be able to be like, you know, let's just hold on a second, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That was always one of my biggest things when I was dating was I would get so angry at even hearing guys talk about sort of like from the opposite perspective mm-hmm. of like, well, we were there and then, you know, then suddenly she was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'm into this. And, you know, they talk about it like the girls, like right. exactly like the author described, like, oh, just capricious and like a cock tease. And it's like, no, at any juncture, your penis could be like, right. Yeah. Millimeters from my right. vagina. And I, Right. Well, and also for me, I've also been in this position and I, I probably swing the pendulum the other way and we'll just go ahead and offend somebody, but, um, or I set the expectations really low to begin with. Right. Um, but I'm just like, for me, it's not even just like, oh, I don't want him to think I'm a certain way, but I'm more like, well, I don't want him to think that he did something wrong because he didn't. And he was nice and he, we had a good time and he didn't do anything wrong. And, 
and you know he paid for the drinks and he made these plans and he 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 did everything right right and i feel like it's if i don't have sex with him or or whatever then then he's gonna feel like i'm not interested or i don't like him or he did something wrong or he did something to right. offend me or turn me off and he didn't i just don't i'm just not there yet well, like it's that's probably how I a combination about. of the two right because yeah. i think it's like it's partly you don't want to be somehow perceived as like you know being right. some type of way or like oh i was just leading you on which is like oh, i used yeah. to get in like screaming fights with people and like when we were younger about like the idea of leading people on it's like there's no just you can do whatever the fuck you want there's no leading like no one owes anyone anything you can do whatever and go down this road and then change your mind and do whatever the right. fuck you want like right. leading someone on is just like a fake thing that like boys who don't get what they want say but um <laughs> bless you but i think like yeah you also don't you imagine the react it's like you play out the reaction in that microsecond in your mind and like the guy kind of like oh like being upset and then kind of like trying to like change it around and just going through this dance that you have to go through with like mm -hmm. them feeling bad and everyone mm -hmm. feels bad and then they're still trying to you yeah, know you convince get to the point you like, and you're it's like just oh, it's just not worth it right yeah yeah. Where what do you like, think, Erin? Yeah. What has that um, relate to you or resonate with you? Are you the person that says, "Okay, yeah, fine, let's go through with this," or have you have you ever like turned a situation around in a dramatic way? I had this one situation that I think is kind of like this, but we anyway. I don't want to say what the ending is, but <laughs> I like was it. We're getting married next week. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, stop listening. No. Um, Earmuffs, Pat. <laughs> Uh, I know every time I've always wanted to have sex with Pat, but, um, <laughs> we, uh, when I was like 23 or 24, when I was like young, I went out to a bar and I was just like really fucking feeling myself that night. And I was just like, you know, when you're like 24, you have great time. Mm -hmm. And I just started like, like making out with this guy in the bar and it was like really fun. And then mm -hmm. we ended up, he like, for some reason was in the cab with me on the way home, but he didn't come to my apartment but the whole night was like sort of fun and it was like a summer night and it just felt had that like air to it. Yeah. And then I and then he would like text me a little bit, but it was sort of like in the cold light of day, like the veneer was off. And I was like, I didn't really like him that much. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of fun. And it was and it's the same thing what she said was like, the, I liked the way that he that I knew he thought of me or that mm -hmm. I thought that he thought of me. Mm -hmm. right. And I liked sort of the part I was playing. But she it's like being the girl in the story, the yeah. girl in the story. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but then I didn't want it anymore. But then I was like, oh, I don't really like it. And then I remember I told him I was, I would meet him in the city for drinks or something. And then I didn't want to go. And then so we had been texting and then he started like calling me aggressively. Oh God. About. Okay, Mr. Nice Guy. Oh yeah. And then about like, oh, like what the fuck is the matter with you? Like all this stuff. And I, mm -hmm. and I was just like, I remember so clearly just, I was like home alone, even though I like, I lived with two other women at the time and I was like fine I was like fine I'll meet you at this bar in my neighborhood oh god and I went and he was like where's the girl where's the girl from the night that we met like you're so different now all this stuff and I was just sort of like I don't know I don't know I didn't know what to say to him it was like just very awkward and then I think I've told this part of the story on, on the show before but I remember he went to the bathroom and I told the bartender oh, yeah. like checked up on me and I was like I don't like him and I don't want to do anything with him and I don't know what to do 
And she was yeah. like, I got you. Because she was on Queens. She was like real cool. <laughs> I love it. And so then. Girls she, looking out for girls. Oh, yeah. And then she was like, you go to the bathroom when he comes back. And I was like, great. So then I went to the bathroom. Uh-huh. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. And then I come so back good. and he's like, so I guess you're not interested in me more. I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> And then oh, that's so good. I think I just like I didn't take an Uber. It didn't exist. I think I like just in 2008. I think I just like got in a cab and just mm-hmm. went home. Mm-hmm. But that was like I mean that sort of made me think of it too. Like and I right. guess I stopped that by enlisting someone else's help. But I don't know if I if I was by myself. Like I don't know. Right. What made me but like respond also- to him in that way after he was being so aggressive that I was like, yeah, I'll still meet you. That was stupid. Because you feel you still, and that's it's like you the still, inexplicable, yes, yet, I mean, that, you know, it's hard to artic- yeah. articulate the phenomenon of, like, how we're socialized and how we're to, like, just sort of push down discomfort mm-hmm. when, of both, you know, ourselves and, and others around us. Right. And to just make it our job to be, like, the host and the people pleaser in every situation and be like, okay, well... I just have to keep acting cool and nice and like stroke this guy's hair yeah. until mm-hmm. until he goes away. But then, I mean, speaking of that, of how to get rid of him. Um. So at the end of the story, st- spoiler alert, so I hope you already read it. Um, pause, read I, it. I mean, at this I, age, it's been two months pause. and it's I a know. short story. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been teasing it since... You December could read it in the amount of time it fifth. less than it would take to read to listen to this podcast. Exactly. Just go to work, sit on the toilet, read it real quick. Yeah, That's my mo. <laughs> yeah, at stoplights, exactly you got it. You'll be done. Of a <laughs> so basically, they have sex. It's very um, bad sex. Bad sex. It's uncomfortable for her. She's not enjoying it. She's kind of putting on a show for him as. Also, as women yeah. are want to uh, do, yeah, he seems to be very much, and en- I mean, like overly, like just. But he doesn't seem because he it. keeps saying she keeps saying he like loses his erection. He's like, you make me so hard, and she's like, is he fucking with me? Oh right, that's true. That's right. That's right. Like but I don't then, think either of them had a great time. Neither one of them had a great time. But then there's also the dynamic of like her being sort of like I think in his eyes like the young virginal or yeah. You know, yeah. Like, oh yeah, because he was like, have you done this before? Yes. And she was like. <laughs> Uh, yeah and Mm -hmm. then you know he's a little bit like older like maybe more rough around the edges and just the dynamic is at at least in her mind and i would argue is probably the case for him too like just he's overwhelmed that this like young hot little thing would like want anything to do with him Mm -hmm. was also Mm -hmm. sort of the vibe during sex like he's just kind of (coughs) really you know yeah just not so overwhelmed with like what he's trying to do and his just like trying to get off that he's just kind of like slobbering all over her like rolling all over and um finally the dynamic changes where at first it seemed like they were just both gonna part ways now after they've had sex and she also talks about um in the article how which i relate to this as well she kind of is very emotionally intuitive and has like a lot of emotional intelligence as i think a, a, a lot, lot of, of women, women do, do. Mm-hmm. so she also uses that throughout having drinks and even in the right. bedroom to kind of smooth it over and just continually make things comfortable for him she realizes yeah. his insecurities so she uses that and not in a manipulative way in a very yes. in a just instinctual emotionally intelligent way of oh this is just instinctually as a woman i know i'm reading you i'm in tune with what's going on with you 
I, I sense your insecurities. So I'm going to say something that sort of builds you up a little bit. And so he, you feel more she lets in him make fun of her for a while. Yes. Because he knows, she's like, she I'm not comfortable makes, with this. I'm not going to tell him the truth of this situation. I'm just going to let him make fun of me because I know this is what he needs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it is, an, uh, but it's like, haven't we all? I feel like I've oh no, hundred percent. Oh times. yeah, it's, it's just like, like all, all day, every day. I know. So, um, finally, they have an exchange, and um, or I'm sorry, they part ways, and he keeps texting her, and she's kind of slowly starting to ghost him. Like, doesn't really respond a lot because she get her on the podcast. Know. I would love uh-huh. to have her. Margo, Margo, become a person. <laughs> Stop being fictional. <laughs> Uh, then come to the podcast. But yeah, they finally she's asking her, telling her roommate about it. And her roommate's kind of like, you just just tell him you don't want to see him anymore. What's the big deal? And she takes the phone from Margo. The roommate does and texts like, I'm not interested. Something to the effect of like, I'm not. Interested it was a very harsh text. It was here. Wait, I wrote it down. Hi, I'm not interested in you. Stop texting me, which is it is harsh, but it's also. I think even on this podcast, we might argue, well, I guess they were texting for an extended period of time. They really only right. went out once and slept yeah. together once, but they were texting for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there is an expectation of some sort of wrap up for sure. It was harsh, but on the other end of the spectrum, it's sort of like, it's an interesting to think about the juxtaposition of like, is it, re- is it really that harsh in reality? Or is it that us, especially as like women want to over flowery sort of you know what i mean it's like is Coach, she, she yeah. yeah like co- sugar-coated for that it's like mm-hmm. I, that's kind of just i mean it's it is fine it like Hi. she sent it it is what happened but it did i mean yeah it, w- it was it was cringeworthy so then um he writes back just something very polite like oh yeah. i'm really sorry to hear that i, like, I hope nice it wasn't anything i did yeah. like, i hope it wasn't anything i did have a great life all the best amicable then she sees him out at a bar and they don't talk and she's freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, that's a guy right there that you just sent the text to, like telling a roommate. And then um, he texts her later on um, the following. Hi, Margo. I saw you at the bar tonight. I know you said not to text you, but I just wanted to say you looked really pretty. I hope you're doing well. I know I shouldn't say this, but I really miss you. Hey, maybe I don't have the right to ask, but I just wish you'd tell me what it is I did wrong. I feel like we had a real connection. Did you not feel that way? Or maybe I was too old for you. Maybe you like someone else. Is that the guy? Is that guy with you tonight your boyfriend? Or is he just some guy you're fucking? Sorry. But when you laughed when I asked if you were a virgin, was it because you fucked so many guys? Are you fucking that guy right now? Are you? Are you? Are you? Answer me, whore. (laughs) So it really took a turn. But again, I think relatable. And then I was just uh, talking with a friend of mine that's been on this podcast. I think she tweeted about it. So I think I can say it's Selena Kopic who's been on the podcast. Yeah, Um, I saw that too. She was tweeting about that. Yeah, just like, uh, just another day of like, Telling a guy that I just wasn't interested in seeing him again and getting like 15 berating fucking threatening texts, like calling me, you know, well, a whore for not wanting to see him again. It's like. And that's kind of like the punchline, too. But then also, like, back to what we were saying, it's like, okay, I don't want to reject this person because I'm going to hurt his feelings. And then he's going to think I'm a weirdo. But then also, like, is he going to fucking flip out on me? Right. That's the So part. then that's the final. The <laughs> like. Right. The circle being complete. The like circle. that's like, like yeah. the guy did to you. The guy started flipping out on you until yeah. he like right. berated so, you into seeing him again. Right. And so then you like enlisted the like a you did a phone a friend, but like <laughs> it, it's like, yeah, well, you never know. Which okay, is this gonna is he gonna be like, Oh, it's good to see you, you look pretty Oh, uh, whore. like how yeah. many but how that's many thing, licks yeah. until it's the he calls you a whore and yeah. like or and and how do you know if you're dealing with a guy that's just gonna 
not get violent. Like you you don't know. And like, I feel like women act around men like they're taking time bombs, especially in situations like that where you're just like, I don't fucking know this person. Yeah. All I know about him is that he attends movies. Right. right. <laughs> like, that's all I know. Right. You know, I don't know. He could have like five domestic assault, yeah. like whatever yeah. charges against him. You just don't know. Totally. Yeah, it's true. And like, well, should we dovetail into the article you sent? Yeah, let's do so it. So Aaron sent a good article. Um, uh, at the week, theweek.com. And tell us a little bit about it, Aaron. Uh, so it's an article. Wait, let me bring it up. I'm I real mean, take your time. good at this. Um, so it's an article from the week written by, I'm going to get there, Lily Lothborough. And it's called The Female Price of Male Pleasure. And it's interesting because she's mostly commenting on the Inziz uh, and Zari article, how. Um, I mean, should we talk about that Maybe first? Maybe should we talk about the first then? Okay. So Aziz, the as I'm sure everybody, you know, you've at least caught a little bit of wind of it. Um, a woman named Grace uh, accused Aziz of sexual misconduct, con- sexual misconduct in the form of they again in very broad strokes. Definitely go read um, her article if you have not. Which I mean. It's not a good article. It's, it's terribly not, it's written. Poorly article written. That's a big part of the problem. It's not. Yeah. But but it's terribly reported. It's awfully yes. reported. Yeah. Yes. But so basically, again, Brad Stokes, like she met Aziz at a you know function and they kind of flirted. They went to dinner. Um, he invited her back to her place. She obliged. His she place. was a little. I'm sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Um, he invited her back to his place. Um, she was admittedly a little bit starstruck and just excited to be, you know, on a date with this guy, maybe hook up with this guy that she admired. And then also is a, you know, self-proclaimed feminist, like how she really admired his work and all the ways he sort of like, um, puts forth and, and lifts up like, uh, feminism and, writes books about, you know, being like just the the good guy who no one like gives enough credit to or ladies don't look at me because I'm just this good sweet feminist guy. Um and then he just is very aggressive and coercive with her, just keeps kind of like trying to push her head down to give him head, which then she and she oh, does oblige and oh. I'm and I mean again, you have to like read Did, did he push her head down? Yes, I think he did. Oh, I 100% thought- he did. Maybe not the first time, but like there is a point where either at first they do start to engage in like consensual things and she just kind of feels uncomfortable because he's just being kind of like very pushy about things and then she kind of would say like hold on let's take it slow like I don't know if I want to do this and you know I feel a little funny or whatever and then he would kind of be like oh it's okay it's okay it's okay and kind of make it like we're just chilling out and then suddenly yeah like kind of like push her head or like motion like you should suck my dick and she kind of would but then she'd again be like oh I don't know but still not leaving but expressing sort of like discomfort and he'd again kind of like cool her off and be like, oh, it's okay. It's no problem. It's no problem. Start talking about something else. And then kind of like the one game she described was like he would kind of chase her around and kept putting his fingers in her mouth as kind of which I still and this is not a like whatever kink or preference or turning you on shaming thing. But <laughs> I never understood fingers in the mouth. I feel like it's uh. such a sexy thing for I have never understood. I think it's the weirdest thing. But so keeps pushing fingers in her mouth. And then, like, you know, whatever, and trying to, like, just get her to eventually sleep with them. And she hangs out, and they do finally then, like, watch TV a little bit. And I get you, I'm 
terribly, terribly like paraphrasing what it is. So you should read uh, the article if you haven't. I don't have it here in front of me. But the gist is that she had a bad experience because she felt that he was being very, to broadly generalize, like pushy with her when she felt she kept expressing, I just don't know if I'm comfortable with these things that I'm doing. And then she sent him a long text the next day saying, like, I just felt really uncomfortable last night. And he sent her a text back that was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I must have mid- must have mid-rep- misread, the misread signals. the signals. So the sort of way people are divided right now is that everybody's saying, well, why didn't she just leave? And 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 furthermore, people are not only saying, why didn't she just not leave? Not everybody just... No, no, no. Older oh, women and men are saying this. Well, right. And also maybe podcast guests that we have here. I'm not but, saying, oh. I'm not no, saying no, no, no. that. But, so, but there, there's one camp of people saying, why didn't she just leave? And then furthermore, the uh, camp of people and wherever in the Venn diagram of overlapping or not overlapping saying not like not only is this not something we should be talking about. It's like it's not it's it's not whatever sexual assault or whatever. It's that she's even like hindering the Me Too movement and setting it back because oh. people are saying, oh, when we're talking about like rape and other forms of sexual assault and sexual aggressors and sexual misconduct, and you're then you have a woman accusing Aziz of like, I'm, I want to write this article and put forth w- this experience. And then when people are saying, oh, I don't think this is like sort of a, you had choices in here that you could have made and you could have just left. And so you're hindering the me too movement. Cause all the people that are saying, I still don't know if we can trust women. I think this is just a witch hunt. Now they're going to point to that article and say, see, it's a witch hunt. Like we, you know, anybody can say anything and make up any sort of like, he touched my elbow the wrong way. And now I'm going to try to ruin his career. So that's where we stand. What are our thoughts? I mean, you know my thoughts, but no one else does. No one else does. I don't know them. You don't know them. I feel very strongly about this. This is not sexual assault, and it bothers me that they call it sexual assault because it's not. I don't think it is at all. This isn't isn't a sexual assault. I mean, is it creepy and gross behavior? Like, is that not your ideal situation? Yeah, but I uh, I don't like the way the article framed it. I don't like the way that... I think that this is an important discussion, but I don't see it being framed as a sexual assault to me. I think what was upsetting to me about everything of it, about what happened and that about how people, some people were reacting is like whether or not we characterize it as, so I think that in, in seeing people that were very upset about it, I mean, lashing out the backlash against this woman telling her story, it was sort of the sentiment of, why must like we don't need to ruin Aziz's career over this? And no one was calling. A no one was calling for his career to be ruined. This woman just wanted to share her story. And I actually don't know. I mean, I guess did she characterize it in the article as sexual assault? Yes, yeah. she did. That okay. that's what bothers me, and that's right. why it it's the conversation. I think is important, and I think it's a good conversation. I also and you know, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but to me, I just don't think it was necessary to call him out by name. Like you're not willing to put your name out there. You're doing it anonymously, which is a hundred percent and totally completely fine. But then you're calling him out by name. You could could have done it like a blind item that would have given just enough information that everyone would have been like, oh my god, that's probably a Z. 
days, but you didn't actually name him. So there would have been enough ambiguity there. I just feel like. But I guess why. But why did it matter that he was named? Because or you mean just because then she. Why why did it matter if he was called out for the behavior that he did? Well, because I don't think I think that she called him out personally like this isn't an this is because i don't see this as an assault right like this isn't like um this isn't like oh sorry this isn't um you know anyone on the spectrum or even like some of the things that james frankie was accused of i think that that is assault and he's a teacher a teacher and there's a student and you know you're crossing lines there that i think cross the line of assault but here Aziz didn't so he was clumsy and you know misread signals I I think that is what really happened I don't see I don't at all I don't think like and whether or not I guess we characterize it as sexual assault I feel like is an aside but I think Aziz is just and whether or not he in his mind even thinks it whether or not he is in his mind consciously being manipulative or whether it's just that it's that ingrained into him and many men that they're just like, Oh yeah, you're supposed to just keep sort of like pushing there a little further, pushing a little further, but either way. And I guess, again, this, whether or not, however we want to characterize it as sexual assault or not, I think the problem is that it was a conversation since there are still so many people in that middle ground, unfortunately of like, I don't know. This seems fishy. Can all these women really be telling the truth? And then people look to this as sort of the like, you know, you're ruining this for the rest of us. Those have been like, we've had more valid experiences than yours, I think is part of the problem. It's like her experience was no less valid or no less upsetting. Like none of us can know how she felt after that situation. And if she felt strongly enough to like talk to someone about it and she felt violated in that way then it's no less valid than anyone else and she can call one of the articles put it really well and I wrote some down I don't know if I can I have them right here but let me pull them up it was like if you want to call yourself a feminist then fuck like a feminist or we're going to talk about it it's like yeah and this dovetails into the article a little bit of that Aaron sent of like women are just so conditioned the idea of like bad sex is so different on like different uh, some people were like oh this is just a bad date that was just some bad sex it was just a bad date what's the big deal but the problem is that this is this is like the next tier of like nuanced me too like how women and men are socialized and sex the way we're conditioned to like think of sex and act during sex and get sex and i think it would have been better received like a year from now, not right yeah. on the heels of Me Too blowing up, uh, because I, it's like yes. the next nuanced discussion of it that's equally as valid. But people aren't. People are still trying to wrap their brains around that. Like, should we care that women are sexually coerced and harassed and raped all the time? And like, it's right. ingrained into you know, and the and it keeps women from achieving things with men in high positions abusing their power and sexuality. It's like that was hard enough for some people to still accept, and then they were nowhere ready for the idea that like men should take responsibility. Everybody was talking about how the woman in the story did not take enough responsibility because she didn't leave. No one was talking. I mean, no one. It was like you either wanted the vast majority of like people I heard speaking out about it, I guess, like in a way that they that they felt compelled to speak up about it. It was like, why didn't she take responsibility? Why didn't she leave? 
why the fuck didn't he take responsibility and listen to, I do not think he was just clumsy, not reading his cues. I think he's conditioned to think like, oh, just keep pushing her a little further. I'll just keep pushing her a little further until she caves. But I think that, I think that this isn't, I guess, yeah, I think that this is just like a big, big cultural problem that that's just kind of like the dance we do when we have sex. Like, I feel like it's just a, a big yeah pervasive which is problem. why people weren't ready for but it so, people read it like right. yeah that's just life and it's like yeah but it shouldn't right be. right i get that but i think that's why i don't like that he was called out so specifically because i mean this is a culture problem this isn't like an aziz problem you know what i mean i just feel like yeah but i think it's like silent, the voice yeah. of the article was very like they were not trying to give him a fair shake at all. It wasn't journalism. No, Yo, the article was was terrible. <laughs> I mean, that's the real tragedy things. is that the article was written so poorly. And I think had it been written, had a more experienced journalist write it, I yes. think it would be a better article. It'd be more interesting. But also, I think that a more experienced journalist wouldn't have touched with a 10 foot pole because they would have had better judgment. You know, like at, at this time, I think they would have understood that this wasn't the right time. I don't know. I I do take issue with people telling women when is the right time and wrong time to tell their story. I think you tell your story whenever you want to tell your story. And also with the thing about it being sexual assault or not, it's like it's it's there's obviously like a big scale from what happened to, you know, grabbing something in, in an alley with a knife. But I think that the the conversation needs to be about like yes, you know, what Harvey Weinstein did was rape and what Kevin Spacey did was rape. But also these little moments in culture is how we get to Harvey Weinstein, like allowing these little things to happen. And so that's what I think the conversation is about is just sort of that. um, I don't like, I don't think Aziz Ansari is a sexual predator. I don't think that like his career needs to necessarily, I don't think it needs to suffer for this. Like, but he I guess that's my point show. with the timing is that it already has. Has it? Oh, yeah. Like, he he's, like, dropped off the face of the earth. Like, he's, like, canceled things. and. But I think he'll be fine. No one's calling. Like, again, the article was not calling for his head. If America wants to interpret that way or if people feel now because they were in a position to, like, but I guess that's my point about. I, I guess that's, that's the point. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make about timing is that if you put forward an article like that at this time framed in that way you know that people are going to be coming for his head i guess is it weird that i just don't give a shit i don't know it's like yeah and i don't I think anyone would be saying the opposite no one would be saying the opposite of like well why now you know it's so terrible that someone spread even like a rumor about like a woman doing something sexually promiscuous nobody would be like oh my it's just like okay so fucking aziz Ansari falls fuck fuck off like have a great <laughs> fucking life also on a per- i mean like I am not privy to any firsthand information, but just like but, being but, a, okay. But then a I also in the past, I've heard so many disgusting stories about him. It's just like he'll be fine. Yeah, sure, sure, okay, sure. But then there's also something a part of me that feels like, are we cannibalizing our allies? And I just feel like no. If those ally. are our allies, we don't need him as a hundred percent. Well, he's a fake ally. I, I mean, maybe he's a fake ally or maybe he's just not a perfect ally. And is it a teachable moment or do we just have to completely write him off as a person? Like, I feel like they're ha- if like, OK, Harvey Weinstein, we're not we're not going to get him anywhere. He's a monster. Aziz Ansari is not a monster. Maybe he 
genuinely didn't understand why his behavior was problematic because he was conditioned a certain way. He's maybe he's just an imperfect ally. Are we allowed to have imperfect allies? Are they are we able to forgive people who are genuinely trying and want to change? Yeah, but how do we have the opportunity to forgive people who are genuinely trying and want to change if we don't know what they did? Well, because right. none of this is any of our business. This is a sexual encounter between two people and she addressed it with him and he apologized. So it's like, I feel like if, why does this have to be a public conversation? But why does any, I mean, I agree. I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier. And it's like these little nuanced things are what breed and build to birth the Harvey Weinsteins of the world because we're not at a cellular level taking care of it. So if someone isn't made, I mean, for lack of a better term of phrase, like made a spectacle of, like, if Aziz and Zari had to be a sacrificial lamb to get this part of the conversation started and to have every other man in America be like, oh, fuck. You mean that's wrong, too? Yeah. Ugh, shit. Then goodbye, Aziz. Goodbye. He did the behavior. It happened. I don't fucking... It had to be someone. It had to be someone. We can't just, like, for the rest of time... It couldn't have just been, like, if people had private conversations with Her- Harvey Weinstein. Well, it's why like, couldn't, it had why to couldn't, be why in the couldn't, public eye, too, so that it get have it be out there in a way that's like, oh, there are consequences. Aziz was made, Aziz is the sacrificial lamb so that men know that there are consequences for not just forcible rape, but also for just everything that is ingrained in you culturally. Just think for three seconds about if the woman you're with is having a good time. Right. No, I 100% so, like, think Aziz, I, I 100% think that men need to be approaching sex with the idea that the woman should be having fun and they need to be asking themselves that question. And I think that if people were asking themselves that question then the issue of consent is not even an issue anymore, right. right? It's not like what's allowed, it's like is she having fun, right? And that's never been what sex is for women at all. But I don't know. I just I just don't like the way that it was handled. I don't like the way it was approached. I do, I do not agree with categori- categorizing it as assault. I just don't. It's just it just isn't. I mean, I, I feel like this is. I feel like I've been on the other side of that. I've, I feel like I've been in that situation so many times. I feel like I've been, and and it's it goes back to like the cat person thing. It's like okay, here I am, and now this guy's taking his clothes off, and men are just fucking hideous to look at. <laughs> and I'm like, you're hairy, you're gross, you're dangling. I don't want to have sex anymore. Why did God make it this way? I don't like. It's just like ugh. But that goes back to that article I sent you. There's this really good, and I'm I thought I put it. I was looking in my notes here. I thought I I copied it, but I guess I didn't. Um, it was in I believe Bustle, and it was like a really kind of a clickbaity headline, but great. It was like. I don't agree with, I don't think I agree with like Aziz and Zari's accuser, like what she said or the way she handled it or something to that extent. But I know that I'm wrong. Like, and it was like this very thoughtful, oh, I thought, you did, like, you said well it to written me and thing. I did. Yeah, Read, about just like, no, I know, but I, I think didn't. That, like, no, but what I was going to say oh. to that point, or just like, I think she talks about how, and maybe this is what you're going to counter, but she talks about how, like, personally she feels like a lot of women's including her own like she's including herself in this that's why it's an interesting article to read too she's really you know she's empathizing and she's saying like I'm there with you and I'm also like going through a lot in my head and I she thinks that you know a lot of women are reacting exactly like you said like oh that's so not normal we've we've all been in that position it's like if if women if we read when women read the article about what Aziz what happened between the woman and Aziz. And we all think, 
oh yeah i mean i've been in that situation so then if we accept and i'm not saying kelly that this is what you're doing i'm just right. making the point that like if you accept then that that was sexual assault or that that's something to be upset about some women are resistant to that it's just a reflexive instinctual right. to sort of resist that because if we accept it we have to open up a flood of like oh my god right there are so many things in my life i should have been upset about i don't want to be upset about them i was fine right. with it i was and then you turns into a like i was strong enough to leave in that moment i just left or i did this or or you're also resentful going back to kelly we were talking about one time unrelated about like you know it's very instinctual for like victims to be resentful yes. of, of victims who are speaking mm-hmm. out because it's yes. sort of this unconscious psychological yes. sort of like well yeah. i resent you for speaking out because totally. i also went through it so now i'm going to be resentful towards you because i didn't speak out in the same right. way and it's a lot of deep-rooted psychological shit i think happening in the way and again i'm not saying you or anyone you know are reacting to all of this it's yeah. very deep-seated and it's coming from a lot of places that we might right. not even realize it's coming from and yeah. like you no know. i totally 100 get that but i think what no this is a point i'm trying to make um and it goes back to the cat person thing that i was saying it's just like how some someone in that situation can go back and forth about what they want. Right. So it's like in one moment, I'm like, yeah, I do want to have sex with him. And then the next moment I'm like, oh my God, do I want to have sex with him? And in those moments, uh, you know, in the babe article, she kept talking about how I'm sending verbal and nonverbal cues, but saying, okay, you're nonverbal cues, but then what about the other cues you were sending too? Cause obviously you were sending out. So if I'm Aziz, you're not putting out a red light. You're putting up a green light, a yellow light, a yellow light, you know, and so like maybe you're maybe you're confused about how you're feeling and maybe you're throwing off confusing signals, right. you know, and so I feel like when I have been in that situation, I have been like, you know, yeah, I want to have sex with this person. I'm like, I don't know if I want, you know, like you, it's like. So then I'm doing things to give him a green light and then I'm like backing off. But then in his mind, is she just playing hard to get? Is she being playful? Is she, he doesn't know. So I think that there's, um, I, I mean, I, I read people's signals wrong all the time. So I just feel, and I, and I feel like obviously she did a lot of things that indicate that she was interested in, on some level right so then he was taking those things as green lights and you know it's not like at any point she just shut it down completely and i think that it's because like you said of like us women being conditioned to make people feel comfortable and not wanting to reject people it'll be better like right she's the one to admit to herself i think it's just he's a great person like this is probably fine right yeah or maybe i do want or like this is exciting this is exciting i'm like hooking up with celebrity right now but then like oh but am i actually really attracted to him am i actually even really enjoying it like maybe i'm kind of not like let's take it easy but i don't want to leave because i am interested on some level you know like why or didn't I don't she just be the girl that Aziz thinks like oh she fucking left or like, yeah it's like this about- like it's like this is cool i'm here with like and i could totally see being in the situation of liking the idea of going out with aziz anzari but not actually being physically attracted to him do you know what i mean and i feel like that happens sometimes when like or maybe someone comes up to you that has some sort of thing that you think is really cool but then at the end of the day when push comes to shove i'm really not 
physically I'm not getting wet over here, you know, like at the end of the day. So you're like, there's all these reasons I'm excited about it, but then I don't actually want to have sex with you. Right. You know? And so I think that maybe she could have been in a situation like that. And I think this whole thing was all a big clusterfuck of a woman behaving how she's socialized to behave and make people feel comfortable and not be too direct and just make, try to smooth everything over and men being socialized to be the aggressor and, you know, constantly working to try and convince a girl to have sex with him because mm-hmm. that's that's the culture, right? right? I feel like more than Aziz being a sacrificial lamb, this is just almost like a case study in, you know, it's just like we, so like, yeah, like a case study in just dissecting how right. men and women approach sex in 2019. Yeah. And I think 18. that the, if this was a story just about like, I went on a bad date, I just don't think people would be talking about it. So I think that is the sort of thing. Is that, um, you know, why it was important to name him or why she did? I mean, I don't think it was important to necessarily, but why it happened. But, like, genuinely, but I, think I think that, that they named him because they knew it was going to be clickbait. I mean, like, I mean, never clearly, heard of babe before, like nobody. Right. right. But I think, you know, sort of to your point, it's like I, I, this could be sexual assault or not be sexual assault. I do think no matter what, though, this is when we talk about rape culture, this is what we're talking about. And also, I think it's, when um like what you're saying with signals but it's like women are taught how to read other people's signals how to make other people comfortable and so i think sometimes when women throw signals that are like for other women for to a man he just doesn't get it right that's happened like pat and i've had those fights before when, when he keeps asking me questions about something and i'm just like i'm shutting down i'm looking down i'm not answering the questions i'm answering one answer questions but he doesn't stop on the same subject and I'm like and finally I one time we got in a fight over and I was like you didn't see that I didn't want to answer the questions anymore you didn't see that I was done and he was like no you weren't saying that and that was about uh reserving hotel rooms exactly but it was like but I'm like if but it's the same thing assault then all of a sudden I just like it's he it's not but it but it is a conversation that needs to start happening and it's sort of like why not have it start happening now why not get to the root of, of the problem? Because, um, like, I did you read that book, Missoula by John Krakauer? Mm-mm. Did you? Mm-mm. It's it's a fantastic book, and it's all about like campus rape, and uh, specifically in Missoula, Montana. Mm. And it's a but it, what was so interesting is like obviously all of those were categorized as raped, but um, a lot of times it was sort of that, like it was coercion, and it was people being a little bit too drunk, and it, and I think that that's sort of where that leads. So I don't know. I think it's good. I mean, I think it's good because know. it has people talking big about le- stuff. I think it's a big leap. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you get to feel that way. Yeah. I just don't give a shit about Aziz Ansari. So <laughs> I mean, he he does seem like an asshole. Yeah, he seems like just like before this. Sci-fi. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and I mean, then the article that that we also read from theweek.com was just about basically that women think when they our author presented different studies about like if, if women are asked about bad sex it's like oh i'm yes. in pain yes. oh i was manipulated oh i you know emotional I turmoil mm-hmm. i was bleeding and then men are like eh, like it was kind of boring i didn't like totally get off Dead it's pain. like we're just on such different pages men and women of even like what yeah bad sex is and what i wrote down just a couple of quick uh quotes from it that piqued my interest um, one of them was women are in culture to be uncomfortable most of the time and to ignore their discomfort, yeah. which is, I mean, I guess, and what I've been bringing mm-hmm. up the whole time. So they're in, 
you know, and specifically this article was kind of talking about the babe.net article about um, the woman calling herself Grace and her accusations against Aziz. And it's like, why didn't she just leave? Why didn't she just leave? Well, because women are in culture to be uncomfortable right. most of the time and to ignore their discomfort. So it's like, that's not any. And instead of the article also made the comment, something in the fact of like, instead of thinking like, oh, she's just some fragile little flower that she couldn't just leave. It's like, no, she's a strong ass fucking bitch. Like we all are. And we're all just so conditioned to, accepting our discomfort all the time mm-hmm. we lose all gauge of what you know and about how this you know r- crazy amount of women crazy percentage of women experience pain during sex most of the time and we just 27 percent. there you go and we just <laughs> push through it because it's like well this is just what and then you want to say like well why didn't she leave or why didn't this or why didn't that it's like because we're just conditioned to be I guess sex is just painful. I guess it's just just as uncomfortable. I guess, you know, well, I don't know. He likes it this way and I want him to feel good. And you know what I mean? So, oh, the other quote I wrote, why are women enduring excruciating pain to make sure men have orgasms? (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, the answer is who the fuck knows, but that is literally the definition of what is happening all the time. Yes. Most of the time. Mm -hmm. Well, Kelly, do you want to talk about the guy you're dating? <laughs> <laughs> As a palate cleanser? To se- to segue, I could just like jump right in here and say that I'm like just recently learning to be like, actually, can we stop this hurts? That's amazing. Yeah, I'm really good at it now. Yeah. I love that. Good for you. Uh-huh. Um, because I, I always felt it's like you don't want to be like, I'm like, I'm in pain is a good enough reason to stop. Yes, always. Well, and and what they to, talk about in the article. We have to convince ourselves that. I know. Yeah. But then, but also it's just like, um, you know, uh, uh, how, how silly are we? Like, I, oh, I never felt like I could do that. Yeah. Oh, I just be like, all right, just grin and bear it. Think of England. Is that what it is? What is it? Lay back and think of England. Yeah. yeah. Well, what they talk about in the article too, is that like women are told when they're young that when you lose your virginity, it hurts. Right. So women are like, so sex hurts and you never realize like, no, it's not supposed to, it's supposed to just feel good. Like there's not supposed to be any pain element, but -hmm. I think that a lot of, you don't get to that stage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but no, I, I've recently just started doing that and it's great and everyone is really cool about it. (laughs) You know, it's just like, you know, if you. The thought is always just like, well, if I don't like if he doesn't get off and and if I'm like whining about being in pain, then like he's not going to want to sleep with me anymore. You know? Yeah. But also they don't want you to be in pain. Right. I'm assuming. I don't know. Exactly. But I, you know sorry. what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, so it's thing. like, no, yeah. but it's what you say in your own mind and then sort of voicing right. that too. Then they're going to be like, no, I'm sure they want you to also have a good time or right. they should if they're a fucking yes. decent human being. This is a perfect example about the guy I'm dating right now because... Uh, yeah, his sex drive is off the charts and I haven't really been having sex for a while. So it's like we had, he wanted to have sex in the morning and I was just like, I'm still recovering from the sex we had last night, but I am like so absolutely crazy about him. And he's just like the most wonderful person I've ever met. And I, and I'm like, he's trying to have sex with me in the morning. And I'm like, what do I do? Because like (laughs) he is, (laughs) he's so amazing and he every single thing he ever does is so nice and i but i am just sore at this point and i can't have Mm -hmm. sex with him again and i was like i just really don't want to have sex right now (laughs) and he was like oh okay that's fine 
want me to make you some coffee? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have coffee than painful sex. Right. And then later, so he's like, so are you just like not a morning sex person? And I was like, no, I just like, you know, I haven't been having sex that much. So there's a little bit of discomfort there. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no problem. Like he wasn't like. Right. And I was like, but you know, when I'm more like regularly having sex, he's like, okay, that'll be fun working on that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, so how did you meet him? Because you haven't told me yet, which is shocking. <laughs> That's a good story. It's a good story. So I um, formally, uh, you remember And it, for, for any of the listeners out there, you may remember me from the story, my ghosted <laughs> story of... Harken back, if you harken will. Harken back, if you will, in the early days of ghosted, where um, I started dating this guy, I met on OkCupid, and we, like, really hit it off, and then he went to basic training and was writing me, like, love letters, and yeah. then came back and was, like, new phone who dis. Um, <laughs> if you do remember, at the end of that story, I was talking about how I started fucking my yoga instructor, mm-hmm. and uh, and so he and I had been on and off for, like, years, um, and it was just always kind of this, like, we're really good friends, we also had a lot sex a lot, that's a weird situation to be in, you know? Mm-hmm. A fr- extended friends with benefits situation. Right, right, right. So um, anyways, we had just been kind of like in an off period and I just reached out to him because I was depressed and I was like, you know, maybe I'll just have yeah. sex and that'll be fine. It's a good pick me up. Yeah. And so he invited me to this birthday party of someone that I was like mildly acquainted to. And so I go to this party. Uh, I like wave hi to and uh just like start he was talking to somebody so i was just talking to everyone else there and this guy comes up to me who happens to be very good friends with and they've been friends for 10 years Mm -hmm. and they did their teacher training together he's also a yoga instructor (laughs) but um only part like only as a hobby he's actually a lawyer oh good yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's super smart and he looks like clark kent like everyone he really does right yeah so you're just like you definitely have superman suit under that (laughs) whatever you're wearing um, yeah, he looks like Clark Kent. And um, so anyways, he's talking to me and I'm first just trying to like kind of like blow him off because like obviously I came here for someone else. And then as we're talking, I'm just like, wait, Kelly, <laughs> do not blow this guy off because this is like exactly the type of person that you would want to date. Right. You know, um, right. so as we're talking, we kind of go to the other part of the bar and he's like buying me drinks. He's like putting his arm around me. And then I'm just like. I'm in a situation, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and so I, um, I just told him, I was like, Hey, listen, like I obviously see the direction this is heading, but I just want to be really honest with you. Like I came here to see you and I used to date. He invited me out tonight. I know you guys are friends. I don't want to be an asshole to anyone involved. I think you're really cool. Right. And he was like, Oh, I brought a date tonight. <gasps> and oh, I was boy. just like, Oh, I twitch. What? <laughs> and in my head, I was like, maybe I just completely misunderstood the situation. Like, I reached out to and assuming that he thought that I would want to hook up, but maybe he just invited me to this party because... We're friends at this point. We're yes. in an off period. We're just friends yes. who don't fuck right now. Yes, yeah. exactly. But then also, in my head, I was like, this guy is also coming on very strong, and maybe he's just trying to be like, oh, what? Yeah, no, no, with those other girls. Like, don't worry about him. Uh. Because also, in my mind, I'm like an asshole but he's not like that kind of an asshole like where <laughs> and also he's like not that stupid i mean he could just had me hang out another night like why would he invite me on the night that he was bringing somebody and like right. that's so weird and i was just like and anyways like aside from that and i had kind of left things on bad terms and i 
was hoping to get the chance to smooth things over with him. And so I was just like, okay, great. If that's the case, then we have no problem. And that's great. But I still kind of want to go rejoin the rest of the group. And I, I still haven't even talked to yet tonight or whatever. And so then we go back downstairs and I see and he's like, oh, this is Kelly. And I'm like, we've met. That's yeah. fine. You're, we're good. And then I started talking to and he was like, do you want to get out of here? And I was like, and meanwhile, in my mind, I'm like looking around for whoever his date was. And I'm like, right. this is so weird. And then, then in my mind, I was just like, okay, I guess this guy must have just been like making that up yeah. because he was just like, I'm ready to go. Like, go get your stuff. And I, not like that, but he was like, do you want to go? And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. But then that kind of confirmed in my mind. Okay. Like this guy was probably just trying to get laid. He's probably just trying to. Right. Like, oh, I thought brought someone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, and was, I'm sure cooked up with somebody else at that party at some point. So then I was like, okay. And so then I go to get my stuff and then he comes over to me and he's like, Hey, am I out of line here? Like, do you need me to back off? And I was just like, well, um, you know, I, he's like, cause I just talked to and he said like, everything was cool. Like he's okay. If you and I get together, like that's fine. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean like, I think you're really cool. And like, maybe we can hang out tomorrow or something, but like, I really need to talk to about some stuff. Like we mm-hmm. kind of had like a. And, um, like we didn't leave things on good terms. Like I'd really like to just, I, I have to go with him, you know, but let's hang, let's get coffee tomorrow or something. And he was like, okay. And so the <laughs> and I leave, we talk through whatever shit we need to talk through. And in my mind, I'm still like this guy was clearly just like a creep, which is a shame, but this is what I expect from people sure. as we have just well, established. Just this is a call. Aren't, aren't they all yeah. of these? Right. Exactly. So, uh, and so then obviously aren't they all is the name of this episode yes um he so i go home with we like worked our shit out and then i was asking him i was like you know it's so funny because said you brought a date he said that because the two of them had gotten dinner before the party oh wow and he was like yeah he said you were talking about a dinner that you were excited about it and he was like I was talking about you. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. And, but then being the weird person that he is was just like talking up and it was like, he's like such a great guy and like blah, blah, blah. He was like showing me his Instagram and he has like the sickest yoga practice. I've, he looks like a circus performer. It's like insane. And so then I was like, okay, that's all right. Now I have to like reframe this whole situation. But then also, I'm just like, also, this guy just saw me leave with So he's probably right. just kind of like, who cares at this point? Like, I've lost this mm-hmm. one. Like, let's just move on. But right. he texted me. Well, I didn't know until later, but he texted first and just be like, hey, did I overstep my bounds? Like, whatever, whatever. Was like, absolutely not. Like, you're cool. Go for it. Like, and um, he texted me and he's like, hey, did you really want to get coffee today? And I was like, sure. And then I, I was actually li- literally still at at that point and I was just like is this guy a weirdo and he was like no actually he's just like a really romantic guy mm-hmm. and I was like okay and so then we got coffee and we've been like hanging out ever since and I'm like over the moon about it and he's just like the nicest person and I just like can't and he's like on our third date he was like I'm ready to start stop swiping I'm <laughs> I'm I was just like okay let's take it easy this is like our third date but what a plot twist meeting up with your like <laughs> fuck buddy i know when you're just like you know what i hate myself so much i'm willing to text this person even though i know it's a bad decision <laughs> and then it turns into like the best fucking decision how does if you want to get into this on the podcast or not mm. um is there any weirdness 
with the guy you're seeing and the guy and because they're friends and is it does he care they that you- did have a weird interaction because then i kind of just like assumed that <laughs> knew what was up but then like obviously like i left the party with and then uh he had texted me we had had coffee and i was like waiting for him to bring it up and i was gonna tell him like what happened like i'm an open book i i don't right. lie and but he didn't bring it up which i was like okay maybe he just would rather not know it didn't sure. i guess it also doesn't really matter right and um but then like the next day he texted me he's like oh i meant to ask you like how did things turn out mm-hmm. on saturday and i was just like good like and i are cool he said a lot of nice things about you like that's what i said but so then i think that he felt like I wasn't being honest or something because then he It's ha- like, what does he want you to say? Like, yeah, well, he put his penis in my <laughs> vagina. Exactly. It didn't mean anything. It's what we do. <laughs> Which is the truth. Right. <laughs> and so, but so then I, then, then he and I went out to dinner. I, again, I was like, and, but I also did say, I was like, we can talk about it more when I see you. Right. If you want to just like, I, I was just trying to give the impression like everything's cool, but if you want to discuss it, we can. Right. But the pertinent information is, like, you have nothing to worry about. Let's, like, go get dinner, whatever. And he was like, we don't need to, dis-. like, he was like, if there's something to discuss, we can. And I was like, but otherwise, let's just enjoy the dinner. So yeah. I was like, okay. He never brought it up. I'm like, fine. But so then apparently he and hung out, like, a couple days later. And he, like, cornered and, like, asked him what happened. He was like, did oh, wow. you sleep with her on Saturday? And I was just like, he, I, I, I haven't talked to since that night since the night that I met right and so yeah but I guess yeah was really upset about it he thought that I was kind of like trying to like be dishonest with him and which I wasn't I was just trying to be tactful correct it's like you don't need yeah all the details right you've been honest about the fact that you and had hooked up it's like everyone he knew that you and he's hooked up right so it's like and I the first thing out of my mouth when right I could tell that this is what was happening and so I was and he was like, and so he and kind of had like a little, it wasn't like a, was just trying to convince him that he should still go out with me. Right. Which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. But also like, good for you. Right. Like, thanks for not screaming over. Right. Um, right. Cause I mean, he very easily could have just been like, yeah, man, we hooked up. I don't know what to tell you. And then I probably would have just continued hooking up with whenever I felt that bad about myself. Right. So, right. Right. <laughs> right. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, it's an interesting situation because on one hand, obviously he knew everything, like all the cards were on the table that night. Like you literally came there to meet. Yes. It's not like he can feel any yes. type of way about anything. If anyone had a not, type of way to feel, it would be who then, absolutely did not feel any type of way. Exactly. He is who he is. But he it's doesn't like, have feelings. At the same time, it is a weird, it's like, you know, it's weird to think of like, I don't know how I would feel if I was seeing someone who I knew had slept with a friend of mine, but maybe I wouldn't feel any way. I have no way to know how I would feel, except I feel like in that very specific situation of who the friend is and how, who the person that I met that I'm right. into is. And like, if I'd feel any type of insecurity. Exactly. I mean, I get that a hundred percent and it's, it is weird, but at the same time <laughs> is weird. <laughs> so if there was in any way, well, you know, what's so funny. Cause he still is a little touchy about it and I and I and I understand because he doesn't know me that well we just met right and I know that I'm being honest but he doesn't sure. know but I just don't understand why you owe him I know telling and this you, is like who you fuck he does he I don't and he doesn't think yeah. that I do, but, and he's he said he was like 
you did nothing wrong. You handled absolutely everything the right way. I reacted badly. Yeah. Like he knows that. And he was like, it's just because I've had dishonest relationships in the past. Like all of these things, it's not your fault. You did everything right. Right. Like, yeah. Cause that's where just like, we're talking about like being conditioned. It's like you're conditioned yeah. based on your past relationships. So if you right. were in a relationship before where someone was like telling half truths, you're going to be conditioned to like, be like, high and he's alert, a lawyer. So he was like, up. okay, yeah. she's selectively being like leaving things out. Right. Right. But yeah. So, well, and my thing was, is like, yeah, I'm like, I came there to see, and I didn't know anything about you. I thought you were just some guy at the party. And also, I think he didn't realize how long of a history that and I had. I think was trying to kind of downplay it to him so that he would feel more emboldened to go for it. Like, I think was like, no, 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 no. We should just like, fuck buddy. Like, we're friends. Sometimes she would just like hook, want to hook up if she was in Astoria. Like, that, that was it. Like there's nothing going on. Right. And I think he was also, but then I think he felt like maybe they're not telling me the whole story. Like what if there's feelings there, which a hundred percent, like you would not want to get involved. Right. Is his best guy friend. Right. And I, the, and it's funny that I've never met him, but he was living in DC for the last year and just moved back into the city. Right. Which is why I never met him before. And so like the times that and I were the closest, he wasn't here. Right. And so, yeah, it's not like just like, oh, we're in the same friend circle. Right. You know, or anything right. like that. They're like r- really close. Right. So I think he sees me and as someone that he thinks is deserving of a real relationship and love and affection and all these things. And, and knows he, that he can't get yes. it. Yeah. And so he sees someone like who is completely capable and he's like, yes, please, you give her all of those things. Right. Right. Yeah. Totally. It bought it 100% bothers more than anyone. Um, uh, all right. I love that. Any, uh, any other thoughts? Any other feelings? Random we were going to have more thoughts. Us? This is already our second, like me too sexual assault podcast on this. I like, know. Let's have a fucking, can we have, we could just have a me too, too sexual yeah. assault podcast. I would love that. Yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. For heavy listening. Yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> And for Can we call it that? The Me Too or Everyone's Aziz is the name of the podcast. <laughs> Everyone's an Aziz. Um, all right, you guys. Uh, ghosted Stories Podcast at gmail.com is where you can email us all of your ghosted stories. If you were ghosted, someone ghosted you. If you just want to tell us something weird that happened to you one time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. leave us a review. I don't think we've had a review in a minute. Mm-hmm. We love them uh, because they help us be higher in the searches and whatnot and you know you can also listen to us now on more platforms more than just itunes and soundcloud we're on stitcher and we're on some other ones that i forget the name of um yeah (laughs) so everybody's just keep on loving your best life yeah and try not to meet any azizas and we'll see you next week boo boo boo